Welcome to a Locked on Twins postcast. Brandon Warren is back with us from Access Twins. Before we get going, I want to tell you about Blue Nile. If you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Whatever she prefers, a statement piece or everyday subtle emergence, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom this Mother's Day. Brandon, Twins win what I would describe as an emotional game. Byron Buxton's injured in the first inning. It's the Red Sox home opener at Fenway. Always a sight to see. They come out on top in this one, 8-4. Yeah, kind of have some Josh Donaldson and Milwaukee vibes with uh, with Buxton getting hurt on a double. That happened with the first at bat of Donaldson season last year and Buxton's first at bat on the road this season. So, yeah, it's certainly, I mean... I'm not emotional in the sense that I'm uh, crying over it, but it's, I can definitely see how the team is, uh, you know, here we go again, but Joe Ryan looked magnificent, 13 strikeouts, no walks for the twins pitching staff today. You got to be encouraged after we've talked now a few separate games that, uh, that the pitching staff was maybe a little shaky. Uh, Joan Duran showing the, the velocity and then Emilio Pagan really great at the end. I mean, you know, it's, it wasn't the way they wanted to do it, but going out and getting the game within 500 is, is pretty great for the Twins. I hate to say it, but there there is this sense when you're watching Buxton play every day. I always try to sit there and think, I'm, I'm grateful to be watching him play today because what happens is he can slide into a base. He can run into a wall. We've seen it happen so much that it's kind of ingrained, and it, it sucks that that's, that's the case. Now, Dan Hayes just tweeted that he had heard an optimistic report on Buxton. It's a sore knee. That is the uh, the initial diagnosis. But, of course, this is a huge hit. I don't know if there's a bigger hit if it's if Buxton is out for an extended period. Is there a bigger hit in the American League for any player and for any team, Brandon? I'm not sure if there is. Uh, no. I mean, maybe Mike Trout. But even with Mike Trout, you've got his running mate in Shohei Otani. You know, they still have Carlos Correa, but – the drop-off to the replacement is is so significant, whether it's Kepler out there, Jake Cave, Hilberto Celestino, that drop-off is just massive. And so, yeah, knocking on wood that it's just a sore knee that maybe, I mean, maybe he can play tomorrow or maybe it's, you know, before the end of the series, but hopefully can avoid the IL. I think that's the best you can hope for. But at, at the time he heard it, it looked like, I don't know, I thought it was like an Achilles or an ankle because the way he popped up and the way he slammed the ground, but then walked off. It seemed like it was probably more of a small muscle or small body part injury as opposed to a knee or a big leg injury. But yeah, honestly, it was uh, it didn't look good. We'll get to Joe Ryan's start. Twins offense was out and running early, though, before Joe Ryan even took the mound in this one. Miguel Sano gets to Nick Pavetta. Miguel Sano hit the longest home run of the 2021 season off Nick Pavetta. And then today gets him again over the Green Monster uh, for the second time in, what, eight months now. Uh, good to see Sano get on the board, Brandon. We talked a lot about him. You know, there's there's always discussion of if he's going to be replaced. How good was it to see Sano get into one today? Yeah, I mean, now with Alex Kirilov hurt, too, replacing him gets that much tougher. But home run, walk, even a stolen base. I mean, that's a Twingo card fill-out <laughs> situation there. So. And a strikeout, you need that to fill it in. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, what was it, the Bobby Hull hat trick which was a goal and assist and a penalty or something like that or a fight so he's he's definitely of that ilk but um yeah i mean certainly nobody's gonna be jumping up and down for a guy who's now one for 20 one for 21 whatever it is but 
you need that positivity. And he's the kind of guy too, who could go 10 for his next 14 with four home runs. And suddenly he's hitting 260, good on base, good slugging. It's just, it's the, it's the Sano that giveth and the Sano that taketh. And hopefully it giveth while Buxton is out because they're going to need someone to pick up the slack, whether it's Sano, Correa, Kepler, whoever. You mentioned twins, 13 strikeouts, zero walks. I did not did not notice that today. Started with Joe Ryan, and he was terrific right out of the gate, which was great to see after his command was a little spotty, maybe for the first time in his major league career on opening day, but showed up in a big way in this one, Brandon. A lot of sliders, pumping sliders to those right-handed hitters, Andrew Bogart, Shady Martinez, and even the third time through the lineup, I was glad to see Rocco put him out there for the sixth inning and let him see the lineup a third time with a low pitch count. Bogarts was still late on 93 in the zone, and that's great to see, I think. I even saw 194, which, you know, that's on the high side for him. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the only way you can find out how a guy handles third time through the order is to let him do it. You know, they didn't find out Jake Odorizzi needed a little bit of assistance there until they let him do it a few times, whether it was with the the Rays or whoever. So I think letting him go out and take that third trip through the order and, and at least start it, is encouraging. And I think too, you talked about Pavetta. He had nothing today too. So in comparison, I mean, Joe Ryan looked, he almost looked like the second coming of Clayton Kershaw today, but um, yeah, I was impressed. 82 pitches, 60 strikes, just an astonishing ratio there. And you know, he's, he's looking like every bit, the guy who took the ball in the opener for the twins, which is uh, all you can ask for. It's, it's still kind of mind numbing to me that they got him for, Nelson Cruz, just a couple months of Nelson Cruz in Tampa. Um, what, what a great trade. You can always see him ex- You can see him executing super well. Fastballs up and into these righty sliders down and away. Didn't have the slider field the whole afternoon, but it didn't matter because they, they were missing you know, sliders. His stuff was, was great today and his command even better. Uh, that's, that's just a great start from Joe Ryan. And I think it's what you're looking for moving forward. The bullpen, Yuan gets his lumps for the first time this year. Rafael Devers, I saw you tweeted a photo of the spot of the pitch. It was at Devers, like, back foot, 99, I think, was the the run on it, and he just golfed it out to right. You kind of tip your cap on that one, I think, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there were a few people that said it was a Mickey Mouse home run to steal a phrase, but I don't know. I, again, I don't I don't really care about the planet condition or the, the field conditions or the air conditions. I mean, if we're on the moon, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, golfing a pitch out like that is incredible at 98, 99 on your uh, on your shins so you know hats off to a guy who's an mvp candidate and there's a reason why boston was talking to him about a big money extension before the season he's worth every bit of it and he showed um by bringing the game back to within two now the twins kept plugging away and um you know it, it was a good it was a good team win for the twins especially in light of buxton going down you know they uh they did a nice job uh, coming together over over the course of the final eight innings there or nine innings Three more games in this series. Going to be a challenge for the rest of the way to get through that heart of the order with Devers, Bogarts, and Martinez. Twins did a good job doing it today. Emilio Pagan comes in, Brandon, in the ninth. Locks it down, 96 at the knees, or actually at the at the letters, I should say, to Trevor's story. Uh, Emilio Pagan, the stuff was there. He comes in, gets it done. I think there's a closer in the making potentially this year for the Twins. Yeah, there's a reason why I said there's a, a non-zero chance he's better than Taylor Rogers this year. And Rogers has been impressive with San Diego, but Pagan's been that guy in the past. If you can mix and match a little more with him so that the ball doesn't leave the park quite as much, you've got a guy who's got really great stuff, commands the zone well, strikes people out. 
again, home runs are, are a little shady in the ninth inning when you, you're a closer, um, you know, uh, just like we saw with Alex Colomay last year. But if he can in any way limit home runs, even to just league average, let's say 1.3, 1.4 per nine, still a little dicey in the ninth inning. But you're giving a guy with those kind of home run numbers a clean s- slate of bases and let's say a two-run lead. You can live with that. He's not going to walk anybody for the most part. He's going to strike some guys out. I think you can work with that in the ninth inning and mix and match depending on matchups. For as great as Joe Ryan was, Brandon, and Emilio Pagan, the Twins adding on runs, I think, is what ultimately led to this win. We saw it many times last year, and we've talked about this before just in the first week because they, they did it in the first week, is scoring early and not scoring again. They were scoring pockets of runs today. Max Kepler seeing a single late. Trevor Larnick swinging bunt will take it. Gary Sanchez punches it through the the uh, the pressed infield there for two runs. They they were coming coming through with runs when they needed them and runs with score with runners in scoring position getting those big hits today. How important is that for a Twins team, especially if they are without Buxton for a little bit here? Well, I think I saw that they scored their first like thirteen runs here by home run, and then they've shown the ability in the last few games to. I don't like to say manufacture runs from the standpoint of it being um, better to do than hitting home runs or hitting doubles and driving guys in. But there's there are situations where, you know, you're OK with Trevor Larnick rolling over or jam- getting jammed and rolling it and, uh, you know, scoring a run there. Very important run. Any run from a two run game to a four run game is obviously very helpful in the grand scheme of things. So it was guys not doing too much. I mean, again, Larnick is paid to drive the ball and that's how he's going to be a successful big leaguer. But in that spot, it's certainly acceptable. So those last two runs were pivotal because, you know, they're still in a transition to figure out who's going to throw the ninth inning in safe situations for them. Tyler Duffy didn't make a good first impression. Uh, Pagan's got, you know, some home run issues, like I said. And, you know, matchup wise, Joe Smith maybe could do it. They've got a few guys, Duran, who had already pitched, could do it. But they're still trying to figure that out. So a four run lead in the ninth was certainly a nice uh, cherry on top of the Sunday, so to speak. Twins win one of the four games set, game one. And Brandon, another important part of this game, I think maybe overlooked, is you mentioned Nick Pavetta taken out super early. Red Sox used Matt Barnes late because it was a two-run game. Almost like the Twins are, uh, you know, taking advantage of of, of Red Sox bullpen now for the, the rest of the series, I think, and the Twins bullpen clearly with the advantage. Yeah, and in a four-game series, you're already got that fourth game where you're probably going to see a guy two or three times. But if Barnes throws, let's say, game three and game four, he's going to be especially taxed in game four, and he's going to be throwing big spots. So it's a good spot to be in. Uh, I'm not terribly impressed with this Red Sox rotation, if I'm being honest with you, behind Avaldi. So this is a good chance for the Twins to beat a tough team, but at the same time take advantage of some pitching that's not where it needs to be. Tanner Houck, Sonny Gray tomorrow, 310 Central, first pitch. Brandon and I will be back with a postcast then. I want to tell you about BetOnline. If you think the Twins are going to win tomorrow, go to BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, and, of course, the start of the Major League Baseball season. Brandon, thank you. Twins are 3-4. and four. Again, we'll be back tomorrow after game two of this four-game set at Fenway Park. Thank you, Brandon. You got it. Be good.